If you want weight loss, for some reason, bacon is not the best for it. Why is that? I think you can overeat it very easily. The power of carnival is so real if you can stick to it and make it a lifestyle and make it affordable. Christina has been doing this for six years. I've been doing it for three years. Christina, is this life affordable or is it more expensive? It is absolutely affordable. And when I came to this lifestyle, I was thinking to myself, how can I afford this? Even if you have a family, it is absolutely affordable. You have to think first, Protein is power. It is nutrient dense. We need protein as we age because as we age, we tend to lose muscle mass. That puts us at risk for sarcopenia as well as osteoporosis. What you want to do is try to maintain your muscle mass as best you can rather than lose your muscle mass. So Christina, what is the number one cheap carnival food that you would recommend everyone eat? First and foremost. Just a quick one, Dr. Kilt and Dr. Ted Neyman are joining us for the October Carnival Challenge. So if you're new to Carnival, maybe you want to know how much protein and fat you need to eat, or perhaps you need help troubleshooting on the Carnival lifestyle. Well, you can learn from these wonderful doctors as well as our 10-year Carnival coaches. So if you'd like to join the challenge, there is a clickable link in the description of this video. And if you got any value out of this interview, please feel free to hit that subscribe button. Christina, welcome. Hi, Rena. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for inviting me on. When people find the carnival lifestyle, most people have to struggle with the idea of just eating meat, I'm guessing. But the other thing that people have to think about is how can I make this lifestyle affordable? How can I make it inexpensive so I can do it for the long term? Well, today, Christina and I are going to talk about the top 10 carnival foods that you need to eat that are cheap, they are affordable, and they cover the two things that you need to focus on if you want to achieve weight loss and healing. But before we get into all that, Christina... Our carnival community knows well about your carnival transformation and the suffering that you went through before carnival. So for those that might not know you on here, can you tell us what was life like before you started carnival? Yes, absolutely. So my journey with carnival began in 2017. In 2015, I was diagnosed with SIBO. I had suffered terribly from digestive issues, leaky gut, dysbiosis, IBS, and it took a while for me to be diagnosed by several different doctors. I ended up finding a naturopath and a doctor in New York City that specialized in SIBO. With that being said, after I started seeing them, I started feeling somewhat better but my gut still had a lot of healing to do. And I knew I still wasn't feeling my very best like I did before I had SIBO. So I started becoming an advocate for myself and I went on the internet like most people do and I started researching. I came across Dr. Sean Baker's book, The Carnivore Diet, and I was like, oh, what's this? So. I purchased the book thinking to myself, well, hey, 
maybe, you know, this could be the best money I ever spent. And it was. I read the book from cover to cover, and I learned a lot about carnivore and the carnivore lifestyle. And I said to myself, I'm going to give this a try because I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So with that being said, I started my lifestyle with carnivore. Now, 30 days in was pretty much a transition period for me. Um, I had, I knew I had lots of healing to do still. So my digestive issues were still like not great. Um, my biggest challenge during that 30 day transition period to really 90 days was being able to digest fats. It was very difficult for me to digest fats. I was still having problems with digestive digestion. So I decided to start some digestive enzymes and that really, really helped. Once the 90 day period kind of, um, you know, went by and, and finished, I started feeling that the digestive enzymes were helping me. My digestion was definitely improving. So I continued on with my journey on carnivore. With that being said, over the last year, um, I decided that I was going to prioritize protein and I was going to incorporate more resistance training in my carnivore lifestyle. Because with SIBO, I had not only full-blown osteoporosis, but I also, at the age of 49, mind you, I also fractured my foot. So... And that, and that was pretty much due to the malabsorption of nutrients because during the time I had SIBO, I wasn't absorbing any kind of nutrients whatsoever. So that ended up in a foot fracture. My doctor wanted to put me on medication for the osteoporosis and I pretty much refused it. I said, I'm going to find a way to reverse my osteoporosis without medication. So my goal was really to, you know, amp up the resistance training. And within 10 months, I gained five pounds of muscle and lost almost 4% of my body fat. And, and healed your SIBO. I healed my SIBO and I reversed my osteoporosis. So I am now no longer in the osteoporosis range. I am currently in the osteopenia range and I am trying to improve my T-score. So I'm really trying now to get out of that osteopenia range. So that's my goal now. Absolutely. And that's the power of carnivore. So even if you don't know if you have SIBO, so SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. A lot of the times we have gut issues. It could be SIBO, leaky gut. It just could be you feel bloated after having a meal. You, you just don't feel quite right. That's the power of carnival when you can be consistent, as Christina is saying, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and adhering to the lifestyle. And it's interesting, I know, because I know your whole story, Christina, you had times that you had SIBO and it was so bad, you didn't sleep the whole night. You had... You, for years. Could you talk more about that? Sure. Um, 
unfortunately, when you have the bacteria in you, and I couldn't understand why I was having these sleepless nights, but the bugs, as they call them, um, kind of feed off of, you know, your, 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 your body and whatever you're, you're, you're eating. And this is why, first of all, I couldn't, um, absorb any nutrients, but my nutritionist was telling me that it causes you to, um, not be able to sleep. So for two years, I pretty much did not sleep at all. I used to go to bed at night. I would close my eyes but I was up all night. And I honestly did not know how I functioned. And when you don't sleep, it you know throws off your hormones, um, your cortisol levels increase. Um, I was irritable, I was stressed, I was tired. And it doesn't help you with losing weight. But as my symptoms improved and I was on this carnivore journey, my sleep improved. And I also, as I started to heal, I lost the 20 pounds that I gained with SIBO. That's what happened to me. I was doing, I've been carnival for three years. So I know that you've been carnival for six years. So you see lots of people are carnival for a very long time. So it's a sustainable long-term lifestyle, but I was doing the calorie counting. I was eating 1200 calories. I was doing the keto, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, trying all of these diets. I was 40 pounds heavier at my top weight, 40 pounds heavier, whilst eating 1,200 calories and over-exercising. When I went carnivore, within three months, I think it was about three months, I lost 25 pounds without even trying. And I was eating more of the nutrient-dense meats. And we're going to talk about those cheap carnivore foods. We're going to talk about it. But I was eating the foods that we're going to talk about today, not exercising as much. My energy improved. My health and everything improved. So the power of carnival is so real if you can stick to it and make it a lifestyle and make it affordable. So as I mentioned, Christina has been doing this for six years. I've been doing it for three years. Christina, is this life affordable or is it more expensive if you were to eat, for example, keto or more vegetables or any other lifestyle? Which is more affordable? It is absolutely affordable. And when I came to this lifestyle, I was thinking to myself, how can I afford this? Now, I know, you know, I am single and I'll preface it by saying that. And maybe perhaps some people will say, okay, well, she lives alone, you know, but I have a family. Even if you have a family, it is absolutely affordable. Okay. You have to think, first of all, you are not buying the um, standard American diet foods that you were buying before. Okay, you are not buying any of the produce, the vegetables, the fruits, anything like that. You are just strictly buying meat. You're buying eggs. You can have fish, some dairy. So first of all, the money you were spending on all the other foods, you're going to put towards your meat and your fish and your dairy. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is I became really fantastic at shopping the sales. I am definitely a sales shopper. I will say that, okay? Um, you need to check your local grocery store and look for the sales. When I go into a supermarket now, even if I don't need meat 
and my freezer is full and I can't fit another steak in it, okay? I'm still looking to see what's on sale, okay? I always go by the meat case. So shop the sales, shop the manager's um, specials. There's always, if meat is close to an expiration date, okay, they will put those on sale, okay? Take advantage of that, okay? Seek out your local farmers. If you have a friend in your area that's willing to split, let's say, you know, buying a cow, right? Split half of it. I wish I had somebody in my area, but I don't I don't live in, in an area where, you know, we have farms close by where I can do that. And, I, and I'm very envious of the people that can. Um, but yeah, if you have, you know, local farmers nearby, that that's wonderful. Um, Costco and BJ's. I get coupons from BJ's all the time. And most of the time, you know, I find my ground beef and I'm always buying it with a coupon. So you, this lifestyle is definitely affordable. I love that you said that. And sometimes on our, see, Christina is our coach, one of our coaches on our carnival community. So Anytime on the, I'm on the meetings, I always get these tips from her about like how to save money, how to shop the sales, how to, you know, X, Y, Z, because I'm just like, oh, I just go to my grocery store, buy the ground beef. That's all I eat, ground beef, eggs. You guys know I eat the same thing. But having these tips is so useful, especially if you want to do carnival and you have a family and you want to make this affordable for your whole family. So now it goes to people are going to be thinking, okay, I know all those tips. Thank you so much. Well, what about foods? I want to know what are these foods? Before we go into those 10 carnival foods that are cheap and affordable, it's not just any carnival foods. There are two things that we focus on when we're looking at high quality carnival foods and those that are affordable. And the two things that we focus on is nutrient density the other one is protein. Those two things, if we hit those, we're going to achieve our goals, which is weight loss and healing. Because I know many people, they come to Carnivore because they want those two things. They have a chronic disease that they want to heal. For you, it was SIBO. For me, it was my sugar addiction and my gut issues. For you out there, it could be Hashimoto's, diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome. Even comment down below, what are you trying to heal on this Carnivore lifestyle? That's going to be your why. But a lot of people come to this, and you know this, Christina, on our community, people type in the chat, I want to lose weight. How do I lose that last 10 pounds? And that's what we help them with. Um, achieving the weight loss is also a big goal. And it is a goal that you can achieve once you achieve the healing. So Christina, let's first talk about those two things that we need to focus on when we look at foods, nutrient density and protein. With nutrient density, why is it important to choose nutrient-dense foods? Okay, well, the thing is with nutrient-dense foods, they're going to satiate you, okay? They will satiate you so much better than just, you know, a food that has no nutrients in it or minimal amounts of nutrients. So you really want to focus on nutrient density. As Christina is saying, you want to focus on the nutrient-dense foods because that's going to be most satiating. So what that means is when you're eating a food and you feel like, oh, I feel satisfied, not just from my hunger levels, but also mentally, I don't feel the need to go back to the kitchen and eat more food. So the way that it does this is that nutrient-dense foods, which we're going to talk about those foods, 
what they do is they have the minerals, the vitamins, the protein and the fat that your body needs to thrive for its energy, its hormones. So that's why carnival is so powerful because you're feeding your body with those nutrients, vitamins, minerals, protein. In the protein, you have essential amino acids, which we're going to talk about, and fat. A lot of people talk about carbohydrates. Why is it, Christina, that we don't need carbohydrates at all for our optimal function? Well, most people think of carbohydrates as um, a way to, to provide energy, right? So that's what the standard American diet has always told us, right? We need carbohydrates for energy. Look, I'll be the first one to admit I when I started, you know, really amping up the um, resistance training, I was like, well, how am I going to do this, you know, without some carbs? And when I started looking into it, I noticed that a lot of people on the carnivore diet were like, oh, you know, well, we use fat for our um, energy source instead of carbohydrates. I don't eat any carbs. And I'm now able to squat at 120 pounds. So without any carbs. So it can be done. Um, we do not need carbohydrates. We use fat as our fuel source. Now, if you're one of my new carnivores on this lifestyle, or you've been trying carnival for a while, but you have certain side effects, this could be due to an electrolyte deficiency. Now, if this sounds like you, maybe you have some headaches, you just feel tired, you can't sleep. Maybe you have some nausea or some cramping. What you can do is to increase the fat into your diet. You can also try salting your water or salting your meals. If this doesn't work, I would highly recommend using an electrolyte supplement. The one that I absolutely love is Element. And the reason for that is because Element contains the right amount of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And this is so important because it also doesn't contain any sugars, no preservatives, and nothing nasty. Especially if you're sensitive or new, they have the unflavored raw option, which I would highly recommend. And I use this every single morning in my fatty latte. I'll use half a sachet in my coffee and then sprinkle it in my water during the day. And my partner, he can tolerate stevia and the chocolate version. He loves the chocolate version. So he'll have that into his fatty latte. So if you wanna try Element, you can also get this free sample pack on every order. So you're gonna get eight different flavors of Element to try for free. So if you want this, all you have to do is just go to drinkelement.com forward slash five minute body. That's D-R-I-N-K lmnt.com forward slash five minute body to get this sample pack. And thank you for Element for sponsoring this video. Here's the thing. Some people feel like they need to add fat to their meals. You don't necessarily need to add fat to your meals, especially if your goal is to lose weight. If you have enough fat on your body you're going to have that fat, you're going to use that fat as your energy source, okay? You can use fat as a lever. Sometimes our bodies will tell us when we need to add additional fat, 
Okay, most of the time it's because we might be tired, we might um, be hormonal. Okay, so for those reasons, stressed, tired, for those reasons, you might need a little extra fat. But I know for myself, my body will tell me when I need fat. If you're eating a lean protein, for example, like chicken breast, you might need a little bit more fat because that's really pure protein, okay? That's, you know, that, that there's no fat in chicken breast. So you might need to add a, but if you're eating, let's say a ribeye, that's a one-to-one ratio of protein to fat or bacon. So you don't need to add more fat. You're getting the fat that's in the protein already. And when you say a one-to-one protein to fat ratio, that means in that food, in terms of grams, there is equal number of protein grams and fat grams. So if you already have fat in the food, adding in more fat, for example, butter or tallow or any other additional fat source, dairy, it's a fat source, that is going to give you more energy or calories that your body's going to use for energy. But the thing is, your body's not going to go into its fat store. So think of your belly fat, your thigh fat, your your fat underneath your arms. If you want to target that, just have the fat in the meat. Try not to add so much extra fat. And this is one of the biggest reasons why people don't lose weight on carnivore, because we're hearing this high fat carnivore. And I, and I did that interview with coach Bronson, high fat carnivore versus high protein carnivore. And he's like, there's no such thing. When you eat those macros, 80, 20, 70, 30, high fat, all these things, it doesn't matter. You have to eat the right amount of protein. And as Christina is saying, Fat is a lever, depending on the day. If you're more stressed, if you're more tired, increase the fat. You can have a bit more butter. You can have a little bit more, like, for example, dairy or cream cheese or anything. If you are feeling energetic and optimal, have the foods that have the one-to-one protein-to-fat ratio, which we're going to talk about just in a second. But I did mention protein. That, that's the second thing that we focus on when we focus on the best most affordable carnival foods. Christina, why is protein, because I know that you're a protein queen, why is protein so important? Well, the way I look at it is protein is power. It is nutrient dense. It, we need protein as we age, because as we age, we tend to lose muscle mass. Okay, that puts us at risk for sarcopenia, as well as osteoporosis. What you want to do is try to maintain your muscle mass as best you can rather than lose your muscle mass. So now think about it, right? If you're losing muscle mass, your metabolism also slows down and you run the risk of injury as well. So losing muscle mass is not good all the way around. So we want to focus on the protein, but how much protein? I know a lot of people, um, you know, get confused. We get these questions a lot in our community. How much protein should I eat? Okay. You can use uh, an ideal body weight chart, which um, we have used in our community to show um, others and our members how much protein they need. It goes by, it's based on your sex 
and your height. So for me, I'm 5'6". I need a minimum of 130 grams of protein per day. That is my goal. Now, most people might look at that and say, wow, that's how am I going to get in all that protein? But if you divide it within three meals, right, it comes out to like, you know, a little over, you know, 40 grams per meal. So it can be done. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's very, I, th- I think that when you first hear about how much protein we actually do need to be eating, which is based on height. So it's not based on the weight that you are now. It's not based on the weight that you want to be. It's not based on any weight that you were previously. It is based on the weight that you need to be for your height and for your gender for you to thrive based on those characteristics. And it might seem high, but the thing is when you get used to a lifestyle, it's kind of like when you first transition to carnivore, you're thinking, well, how am I not going to eat sugars and carbohydrates and vegetables? But we get there. We find a way that we absolutely love, whether it be certain foods, whether it be certain things that we love about the lifestyle. We find something that is absolutely brilliant. Like for example, my fatty latte in the morning, I still have it. I still have a teaspoon of butter in my coffee every morning. And you know what? That gets me out of bed. So we find a way that we love this lifestyle. And the number in terms of protein can seem high, but you can slowly transition to it. So as Christina is saying, for me, my number is 135. So I'm 5'7". It's 135. So again, it is about 40 grams of protein per meal. And once you know, and we're going to get to the foods very soon, once you know the foods that you have to eat, all you have to do is just track. That's the next thing we want to talk about. Why is it important to track just for a week, especially when you're new and when you want to get the results that you want? You want to lose fat, not muscle. You want to lose subcutaneous fat and also visceral fat. Why is it important to track at the beginning? Well, we, I know in our community, we always encourage our members um, to track. And I know this can be quite a challenge for many, including myself when I first came to Carnivore. Um, in the beginning, I actually wasn't tracking. I, my goal was just to heal my gut. So I, I knew that I just needed to just eat the meat. And literally, I was just eating, you know, meat, no seasonings, beef, salt, water. That's what I did in the very beginning. But as time goes on, right, you want to make sure that you are getting enough protein and you are getting enough fat. And the only way you really get an idea of how much you are consuming in a day of those two macronutrients is to track your food. Most people think they're getting enough protein but they actually aren't. They're under eating. And that's, as we talked about, you know, that that's dangerous because you're, you're going to lose muscle mass. Now, you know, it depends on one's activity level, right? I do a lot of resistance training. I do resistance training six days a week. With that being said, there are days now where I might eat um, over the 130 grams, that's okay. I always tell people you want to get to that minimum at least. And if you eat more protein, that's absolutely fine. It's not going to turn into chocolate cake. You're good. 
um, it's actually better. So, you know, the goal is to really track so you can fine tune. If you're not losing weight, tracking is a great way to figure out, okay, well, why am I not losing weight? What's going on? So if you track for a week, you can see, oh, okay, well, I'm hitting my protein, but my fat is way over. Maybe I don't need that much fat. So I need to tailor it down a little bit. And then people start seeing results. And that's what we've seen on our community. When people start tracking, it's like, well, I've lost seven pounds. I've lost 10 pounds. I've lost all this weight that they've never been able to lose before. When they hit the protein number and they focus on the nutrient-dense foods, which we're going to talk about right now. It's amazing that the results that, that you get when you just simplify something that is quite simple anyway. Carnival is so simple. But when you get these two things right, nutrient density and protein, you just get them the most amazing results. So let's now talk about these top 10 cheap, cheap carnivore foods that most people can afford. So it's going to be based on protein and the ones that are most nutrient dense. So Christina, what is the number one cheap carnivore food that you would recommend everyone eat? First and foremost, ground beef. And I will tell you, I like I, I had mentioned earlier, BJ's, I always get coupons for their ground beef. They sell it in packages of three. And the, the, I always get like $3, $4 off for a package of three. So I end up sometimes spending like six bucks or maybe $5, you know, per, um, per package. That's what it comes out to, right? Now, that's a pound of ground beef for $5. Like, you can make two meals out of that. Where are you going to get a meal for $2.50? Like, you have to think of it that way, right? So, and if you're buying in bulk, which I do most of the time, it's going to be cost-effective in the long run. So ground beef is a great option. And that's one of the reasons why I always check my uh, supermarket and I go to the meat case all the time. Even if I don't need any, my mom's always like, you bought more ground beef? And I'm like, yeah, it was on sale. So, you know, I could have like 10 to 15 packages of ground beef in my freezer at any given moment because I sometimes I feel like a meat hoarder, but that's okay. But that's the thing that makes Christina so successful is that when you pack your freezer, pack your fridge with meat. And even Dante was um, saying the same thing, that he's been just eating ruminant meat, so the lion diet, for 1,000 days. Wow. And I said to him, what is, the, what is the biggest thing that makes you the most consistent? He said, I prep all my meals. I'm never hungry. And I always have meat on hand. So whether it be the ground beef, whether it be these other cheap carnival foods that we're going to talk about, have it on hand. Pack your fridge, pack your freezer with as much meat as you can so that there is no excuse when you're hungry, when you have a craving. The other question with ground beef or just beef in general, do you think people should choose the 80-20 ground beef? So the 80% protein, 20% fat? Or something leaner, especially when they're first starting? I think 80-20 when you're first starting out um, is really better for most people. Because I do think that they need um, that, that fat because they're coming off of a standard American diet, 
right? Um, they don't have the carbs now that they used to have. So I think as an energy source, the 80-20 is probably more beneficial for them. But as time goes on, like I now prefer the 90-10 and, you know, it works for me. So, uh, uh, and if I can't find the 90-10, I'll get the 85-15, but most of the time I find the 90-10. And this is Christina saying that she prefers 90-10 six years down the track. But when she was first starting Carnival, she was focusing on the fattier cuts of meat. So if you, if you're new to Carnival, and you're choosing a leaner protein, so it could be the lean ground beef, it could be a chicken breast, try to add in a little bit of fat if that's the case. Because if, especially if you're new and you're not fat adapted, you might feel that you're not feeling satiated or you might be feeling fatigued because you're not getting enough fat. So that is number one, ground beef, and that is my favorite. What is number two cheap carnival food, which is very similar to beef? Bison, yeah, bison is wonderful. Um, and it does come in 90-10 as well. Um, I see it in my supermarket all the time. It's a, it's a little bit more expensive than the ground beef. Like I can get my ground beef for sometimes $5, like I said, um, a pound. The bison sometimes tends to be like $9.99, but when it's on sale, I will buy it. Um, and you can get it in Costco and BJ's for a little less than that than you can get it in the supermarket. So, and I, I do, I love, I love bison also, and it's a ruminant animal. So ruminant animals are going to help you heal. They're anti-inflammatory. You know, you have to take advantage of those. Absolutely. And the third one is lamb. Lamb. Yes. And I love lamb. And again, I purchase, I never buy um, lamb in the, in the supermarket because I hardly ever see it like on sale. It's always more expensive in the markets. But if Costco sells them, I bought a boneless leg of lamb for $32. I came home and cut it up into five sections. I made five portions out of it. Okay. That's like $6 a meal. Where, where are you going to eat for six bucks? You know, like you, you have to think of um, when you're when you're purchasing something, can't look at the full food. You have to think of the long term. Well, now I have, you know, six meals with this nice piece of lamb. And the great thing about lamb is that it's say for example, it's six dollars per portion or per meal. But the thing is, when you eat lamb, and let's just say you eat seven ounces or six ounces, it is so filling that I'm sure that you don't eat for another six hours because lamb is so satiating by itself. So even though it's $6 per, per portion, because I'm sure that many people might be thinking, well, you know, $6 might be a little bit expensive. But the fact that most carnivores eat about two or three times a day, mostly two times a day, and they might have a fatty latte in the morning. So when you're eating less meals, you actually are saving more money and you're not buying all the other stuff. You're not buying soft drinks, chips, candy, vegetables. You'll be surprised about how much vegetables and salad cost. If you have a look now, I'm just thinking, well, that's really expensive. So when you buy the meat on sale, buy in bulk, it can be really, really affordable. So what is number four cheap carnival food that you would recommend? Eggs. I love eggs. And, you know, eggs are like a, a superfood. They really are. Um, first of all, they're cost effective. 
right? The best eggs to buy, of course, are pasture-raised, but you can also get them less expensive, like I said, in Costco, BJ's. And if you can't afford pasture-raised, because not everybody can, right? You can get organic. So organic is great. If you can't afford organic, there's really nothing wrong with um, conventional eggs. That's fine. Um, you know, they're, they're some, some people have a little bit more trouble with conventional eggs because, you know, obviously the chickens are fed corn and soy. So if you have issues with your gut, um, I would certainly recommend trying your very best to at least get organic eggs. Or you could have the egg yolks because I find that when I have the eggs and I eat the egg whites, I have a lot more reaction as opposed to just having the egg yolks. So I love all of those tips. Try to get the highest quality as possible. But if you really, really can't, just buy the ones that you can afford. Eggs is so much better than cereals, cookies, chips, candies, and all the rest of it. So do the best that you, that you can. I love eggs. It's got a one-to-one -one protein to fat ratio. It's got all the vitamins, all the minerals that you need, including choline. There's also another um, thing that it has in eggs. It's called zeaxanthin, which is for your eye health. Absolutely amazing. What is the number five cheap carnival food? So I'm going to say bacon without sugar. So we can talk about yes. bacon first. Um, and then I'll share my next one. But I would definitely say bacon. Now, you can find bacon in the supermarket on sale. Okay, again, shop the sales. You want to make sure that it's not flavored. Like some of them have like maple um, syrup in there and, um, you know, sugar. But bacon is great because it's a one-to-one -one, uh, protein to fat ratio. So for people starting out, um, on carnivore, this is really a great food um, to include in your diet. Let's talk about bacon and what you need to be looking at on the packet. So you said maple, uh, anything that's sugar covered, anything else. What about nitrates? Do you think that we should be worried about nitrates in bacon? Yes. Uh, you want to you try to stick to nitrate-free bacon. I, I know there's a um, brand that I typically would buy if I ate bacon and that's Applegate because it's nitrate free. And when you buy bacon, I find that it's not, you know, got all the additives and it's just pure bacon as it was meant to be. Doesn't it taste so different? It just, it doesn't taste as salty as the regular bacon that you would find. But if you can only afford the regular bacon, it is so much better than anything else that you're going to have. So bacon is a really great cheap carnival food that you can eat. The thing I'd say about bacon, I know bacon is very tasty and very delicious, but I wouldn't have it as a whole meal. I would have, for example, eggs, like four or five eggs, and a little bit of bacon on the side. Do you feel the same way, Christina? Yes. So for me, typically bacon would not be a meal. It's more as a side. So if I was having um, a burger, I might have a slice of bacon on top if like I was in the mood for a little bit of a fattier meal. Absolutely. So for example, those top four cheap carnival foods that we spoke about, lamb, bison, beef, eggs, you can have that as the main star of your plate. And then you add a little bit of bacon for extra flavor. 
although it's really great for you, if you want weight loss, for some reason, bacon is not the best for it. Do you feel the same way, Christina? I agree. I agree. And actually, why is that? I think you can overeat it very easily. I do. Um, and, I, and I think I've seen this too with some of the members in our community. You know, if you're, if you're hitting a weight loss stall, um, for whatever reason, if you, you know, just kind of remove the bacon for a little while, people start to see a difference. I think it's very easy to overeat. And again, it's not to say that bacon is bad. There's nothing wrong with bacon, but you want to try to focus on foods that are very satiating, that are not easy to overeat on. And if you feel fine on bacon, you don't overeat it. It's like dairy. And we're going to talk about dairy in a second as well. It's like dairy. You know, some people say, I feel fine on dairy. I don't have any side effects on dairy. I don't overeat dairy. Some people, including myself, including Christina, if we have dairy, it is a binge fest. It is this much cheese gone in a second. It is, I'm in France and I buy two pieces of cheese and I've eaten the whole thing. I'm thinking, how did that happen? So we really have to pick and choose which zero carb foods are actually good for us. So myself with the bacon, as we're saying, I have it as a side. It's not a main meal. So Christina, what is cheap carnival food number six that you would recommend next? So I'm going to share um, salmon, sardines, and mackerel. I'm going to group that. So six, seven, and eight. <laughs> salmon sardines and mackerel. Yes. Only because they're the fish. So when I was, you know, um, when I shop typically for sardines or mackerel, I tend to buy them on Amazon um, because I can get a case of 12 for less than $24. So that's really good. That's $2 per can. Yes. Now you can also get them, um, in the dollar store. They don't always carry them. Um, I know my dollar store doesn't always have them, but you can find wild caught salmon in the little pouches. Um, you can find the sardines, uh, the wild caught sardines for, you know, in the can in water. And I typically encourage people to get uh, the no salt added, okay, because you don't want the, um, the, the salt in there, you want to be able to just add your own. That's, that's how I typically, uh, buy them. But, and I, and I always get them in water because with oil, you have to be very careful. You don't know how long the oil has been in the can. It could go rancid. So I always encourage our members, you want to get, get sardines in water and no salt added. But if you get them from Amazon, I mean, they can be less than $2 a can if you can't find them in the in the dollar store. Incredible. And the thing is, whenever we talk about sardines or even mackerel, they say, oh, I can't do sardines. But you have to try sardines. I, I mean, look, I couldn't do a three-day sardine fast. I know that Linda, Linda is one of our other carnival coaches, Christina, and I think it was some other members. You guys tried the three-day sardine fast. I'd love to know anybody watching, have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet. Christina, how did you feel about doing the three-day sardine fast? Well, by day three, I think I was done with sardines. And and I and I love sardines. <laughs> But for 72 hours, it was a bit much. Absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, you don't have to do 
all these, I guess, these carnival trends that we hear around sardine fast, egg fast, beef fast, just eating one food for the rest of your life. You don't have to do that. If you can try sardines, it is such a superfood. There is so much nutrients in sardines and it's a smaller fish that we're looking at. So that's why mackerel is also really, really good, as well as salmon. These are all very nutrient-dense foods. They also have a high amount of omega-3s. So in omega-3s, you have EPA and DHA. That is what your brain runs off. So as we said earlier, we're talking about the nutrients. That's why we're focusing on these foods. Your brain runs off omega-3s. So that's why when you eat sardines or salmon or mackerel or even beef, you feel mentally sharper. You feel more emotionally stable because you're feeding your body and your brain with all these nutrients. So that is now eight cheap carnival foods. What is number nine, Christina? Butter and tallow. <laughs> yes. Now, can I preface this? We included butter and tallow. So you're probably thinking, well, Rena. Christina, this is not high in protein. Yes, it's not high in protein, but butter and tallow, they are nutrient dense in the right quantities. We're not talking about a stick of butter. We're not talking about tablespoons of butter or tallow or ghee in a coffee. We're talking about the right amount. How much is that right amount, Christina? I would say a tablespoon. Like if you're cooking your eggs, right? A tablespoon of butter or a tablespoon of tallow um, is perfect. If you're eating a chicken breast and you need to add a little bit of butter, you don't need a half a stick. A tablespoon is more than enough. Okay. Um, yeah. So when I was doing high fat and I was doing the whole, you know, stick of butter, I was not happy. <laughs> well, you put on a lot of body fat. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And that's also what we talk about is high fat carnival. And I guess really trying to understand what is high fat carnival and really high fat is eating the amount of fat that's right for you. And it's really different for everybody. So even with our members, like Christina and I, we eat different amounts of fat on different days. It really depends on who you are as a person, your individual needs, where you've come from, your activity levels, it's so varied and so different, but it's interesting when I also tried high fat, I just thought, wow, why am I getting this kind of like fat around my midline and around my arms? I mean, I, I felt good, but at the same time I was decreasing my protein because I thought that you had to eat the one stick of butter a day as we were hearing and then decrease the protein, but it didn't work for any of us. So now we know eat protein based on your ideal body weight. For Christina and I, it's about 130 grams. Um, I'll also leave a chart or a link in the description of this video, or you can learn more in our community because we teach all this about how to uh, calculate the protein that's right for you and also the meals because people don't know. They hear this number and they don't know, well, okay, what do I eat? What are the meals? Like, what does it look like? So that's what we discuss in our carnival community each week. Christina and Linda talk about that. So that is butter. And tallow, was there anything else that you wanted to say about butter and tallow? If you can find, if you can get the fats from your protein, that's really where you should be getting it from. Fat will take you to the next meal. So you do need a little bit of fat. Pro protein will satiate you in the moment. Okay, but fat will take you to the next meal. 
so that you don't snack in between. Couldn't agree more. Snacking is the worst thing, especially if you want to lose weight. Snacking, as Dr. Saiva says, is an emotional event. So if you ha- if you need to snack after a meal, it means that you haven't had the right amount of protein and fat in the meal before. It's very interesting. So you do have to experiment a bit with it, but once you get it right, it's very easy and you have so much energy that you just think, I'm not hungry. Why am I not hungry? Because you're feeding your body what it needs. What is the last cheap carnival food that we need to be eating? Protein powder. A lot of, I know a lot. Protein powder? Yeah. I know oh, yes. People use protein powder um, on carnivore and Equip is one of the most popular. It's uh, grass-fed. It's pure beef protein powder. Um, it's very convenient. I enjoy it a li- sometimes in my uh, latte in the morning. I'll put like a half a scoop in there, and that's like 10 grams. One scoop is 20 grams of protein that you're getting. So it's high in protein. There's barely any fat in it. Um, sometimes I'll use it as a convenience food, like if I'm running out the door and I need something on the go, but I don't typically have it as a meal. So that's what people really have to understand. You really shouldn't use it as a meal per se, um, just more as like a convenience uh, food um, on the go is like perfect. And that's why we put it as number 10, because especially if you want to increase your protein. You want to hit that protein number based on what we were speaking about earlier, but you just can't stomach protein. Using Equip Protein Powder, so that's the brand, and it's just a higher quality protein, it can help you meet those protein goals so that you can meet those goals and then eventually eat more of the nutrient-dense meats. So that's the reason why we included that as number 10. You don't have to do protein powder. It doesn't supersede whole unprocessed meat, but it is a good option as convenience, as Christina is saying, if you want more protein, if you even put it in your coffee, I know that you put your protein powder in your coffee as well. That's so interesting. Well, because I don't drink coffee. I I make my little latte concoction in the morning. Yes. So um, I do like my egg yolk and I'll do a little bit of um, coconut milk, um, unsweetened coconut milk with um, my collagen and my half a scoop of um, protein powder and water. And it's delicious. And the one other bonus, it's not a food, but I had to add it in there in terms of what we eat all the time. It's Dijon mustard. (laughs) So it's it's not a cheap carnival food, but if you're eating beef, lamb, bison, eggs, bacon, and you just think, gosh, this is so boring. If you add in Dijon mustard, it is absolutely delicious and it doesn't have that much calories or energy. It's not, most people don't react to mustard that much as they do with other seasonings. Mm-hmm. Um, so the addition of mustard is just amazing, I find. Yeah, I, en- I enjoy it as well. Um, and I also like to use, because um, I do like a little bit of uh, spicy, uh, of spicy taste when I'm cooking. So I do enjoy um, hot sauce. And if you can tolerate that, and I will say, when I first came to Carnivore, I wasn't using mustard, I wasn't using um, hot sauce, because, or even any other kind of seasonings, because my, my gut was trying to heal and I couldn't tolerate them. But now, 
you know, I'm able to use a little bit more seasoning than I did before. And I'll occasionally use some hot sauce and I'm okay with it. So if you're, if you're okay with it, then go right ahead. It, it just adds a little bit of spice, you know, to your life. <laughs> Absolutely. It just makes the lifestyle so much more easier and just more consistent. And you can go out and eat meat and enjoy if it's got some spices, if it's got some sauces, it's okay. You know, as long as you're doing the focus on the progress, not the perfection, I always say. And we always say that in our community as well. So that is the top 10 cheap carnival foods that we spoke about. So it is beef, bison, lamb, eggs, bacon, mackerel, salmon, sardines, protein powder. What was the last one? Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Okay. What do you think about chicken wings? They're great for variety. I do enjoy them. And it's so funny. Like I really don't eat them that often, but every once in a while, I actually crave them. I, and that, that goes the same for like sardines. Like I'll crave sardines and I'm like, okay, I have to have sardines today. And for some reason, it's the same with chicken wings. It's like every once in a while I crave chicken wings. So uh, I'll have some. But for some, again, it, they could be a little inflammatory because the skin is inflammatory. And then chicken is also high in omega-6s rather than omega-3s. So if you have inflammation, I would say stick with the proteins that are higher in omega-3s. So the, the ones that we spoke about, which is the fattier fish, is absolutely excellent for the omega-3s. Also the ruminant meats. So fatty fish, ruminant meats are really good if you have a lot of inflammation. By that, it means that you have an underlying disease. You have um, insulin resistance, diabetes, chronic inflammation, fatigue, Hashimoto's, all these different things. That means that you have inflammation. Your body needs more nutrients. It's not to say that you can't have chicken wings. It's not to say that you can't have dairy. We're going to talk about dairy now. It's just that you want to focus on the most nutrient-dense foods that are also high in protein so that your body can heal, so that you can be like Christina, six years down the track, and she has more of a flexible carnival lifestyle. So now I want to talk about some foods that are cheap, and they're carnival, but they're not so nutrient-dense, shall we say. The first one is dairy. And by dairy, what do we mean by dairy? What foods encompass dairy? So your cheese your yogurt, right? Cottage cheese. That those are really, you know, the heavy cream, right? That's a big one on a carnivore. Uh, some people use more heavy cream than than half and half, but they can be a slippery slope. So you have to really be careful with um, dairy. I know for me, when I was healing, I was not eating any dairy. Um, now I still don't eat dairy on a daily basis. I will typically have it maybe on occasion, like for a special holiday. Um, if I go out to eat, um, and my meal, let's say, you know, comes with a little bit of dairy, I'm okay with it. I might tell them though, to put it on the side. Cause I find that if you put it on the side, you're, you're apt to eat less 
of it than if it was on on top of your meal. So then I can have more control of how much I I consume um, in that within that meal. So I prefer. I love that tip. Yeah. I prefer <laughs> I prefer it on the side. I find that even if it's on the side, I'll eat it because if I know that the cheese is there. Because cheese is my thing. I love cheese, uh, especially being in France and in Europe. The cheese, and you know, Christina, you're Italian. The cheese in Italy is just beyond imagination. So, you know, with cheese, I make it like, imagine you used to have a birthday cake for your birthday. It is like that for me with cheese. It's a once in a while occasion that I'll really, really enjoy it. But it's not an everyday thing because it is quite inflammatory and most people around 60 to 70 percent of people are lactose intolerant and there is sugar in dairy it's called lactose so anything with an ose on the end of it is lactose so we know sugar glucose fructose lactose is a dairy sugar so that's one thing that if you want the weight loss and the healing goals perhaps you can reconsider dairy Um, but i think that's the Top 10 cheap carnival foods that people need to be focusing on if you want the weight loss and the healing. So, Christina, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on. This is the second time that you're on the channel because we had another video with the other coaches. Um, If people want to hear more from you, where can they find you? They can find me at 5 Minute Body. Um, I'm a coach on your channel and I'm, I'm really so honored. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, although I'm working on getting, um, my Instagram, uh, a little bit more, you know, active. So, but you can find me at Christina.Majorano on Instagram. Wonderful. And I'm going to leave Christina's uh, details in the description of this video. So if you love her, if you want, even Christina does one-on-one consultations. So if you want to learn more from Christina, you can do that. Or you can join our Carnival community. Christina is a coach on there. And also Linda is also another Carnival coach. And we also have Carnival doctors that come on every week. And they help support us with our weight loss goals, healing and answering all of your medical questions. But Christina, I just want to say a big thank you. And I hope that this video has helped you guys out there. Be on Carnival, enjoy it, and most importantly, make it affordable for you. So Christina, thank you so much. I'm sure that we're going to see you very soon. Thank you, Rena. It has really been an honor to be here. Thank you. I hope you enjoy this interview talking about the top 10 cheap carnival foods. Now, if you're new to carnival, you need to watch this video next talking about the 10 untold rules for weight loss, especially if you're new to carnival, you might want to give it a watch. I'll see you guys next week.